Aloha, y'all. Welcome to Healing and Hustling. We're living our best life on Maui, and we're here to help you live your very best life. I'm Kimberly. I'm obsessed with helping people reach their full potential. I help you land your dream job faster while making more money than ever before. Think of me as your career resume and LinkedIn ninja. I also am a diversity, equity, and inclusion expert. Hi, I'm Donna. Love and laughter are my superpowers. I love to help people take themselves a little less seriously, find some grace and mercy for themselves while having a little bit of fun. My gifts are Reiki, breathwork, meditation, and life coaching. Together, we're here to help make you laugh, inspire you, and have real talk about life. Welcome back to Healing and Hustling. We thank you for your patience with us as we navigate and figure out how often we can produce podcasts. But one thing that we know is true is we don't want to record a podcast just to record a podcast. We want to make sure that the topics we bring you are meaningful and are topics that we think that you might really want to hear about. So today we are going to talk about standing still and experiencing peace in your life and how that while sometimes that can be an amazing thing, sometimes it can be a little bit of a shock to the system. So uh, this was a topic that Donna and I started to talk about the other day. When we moved to Hawaii, I think one of the things that I didn't quite anticipate was how much truly our life would slow down from the pace that we had in Nashville. We certainly do lots of cool, fun stuff here, but it's just different. It's a different way of living. And, you know, we spent a couple years obviously navigating COVID like the rest of the world did. We were also planning to move over here, which, you know, created a lot of upheaval in our lives. Not bad of upheaval because we were making our dreams come true, but certainly was just a lot of chaos in our lives trying to maintain, you know, working while figuring out how to ship our cars here and how to pack up our house and, you know, how to plan building a house from 4,500 miles away. So when we did get here and, and, you know, it took us a good, probably, but I'd say probably a little over a year for us to really get settled because we spent five months in an Ohana. And then once we moved into our house, we had to get all the furniture. And then, you know, once we finally did get settled, all of a sudden, you know, we just had all this time on our hands, right? I mean, living on an island, we left all of our friends. So we didn't necessarily have tons of friends initially. And there's lots to do here, but it's it's just not the same as like living in a big city where at any moment you could choose to do 500 different things, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so the conversation I had with Donna was, you know, it, it's weird to... It's, it's weird just to create space to just be still and not necessarily feel like you're obligated to do anything, like to just take time and just sit and be and, and not watch TV, not go to a concert, not go out to a restaurant and actually just in, enjoy life. And I think what that brought up for me, if I'm being honest, is that made me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because you, you, I mean, since I've known you, you're always like running with your hair on fire 24 seven. So it's just funny to watch you kind of try to figure all this out. <laughs> Donna has definitely always been better at sitting still than I have. This is definitely true. Um, but I think 
what's been, and I may have made a, a nod or mention to this in the past, but I think it's been super interesting for me is there's been moments where, you know, I haven't necessarily had anything that I have to do and giving myself permission to not force myself to do something. I think there's been moments where I just haven't known what to do with myself. And I've almost like sort of sat with it and been like, what is this? Like, am I feeling depressed? Am I bored? Do I even like this feeling? And what I realized is that for me, contentment is such a foreign concept and peace is such a foreign concept that like meeting it was like meeting a stranger. (laughs) You mean me, right? Like meeting you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and I, I, I guess it's, it's sort of forced me to contemplate, you know, why that is. And as I look back on, on my life, I just sort of have recognized that I grew up in a lot of chaos for a whole lot of reasons. Um, many of those things I won't get into here. It's sort of like, if you know, you know, um, but lots of chaos growing up. And so I think I'm now able as I'm getting older and more mature as an adult, realizing that I sort of recreated that environment for myself as an adult and didn't realize I was doing it. Whether that was, like you said, just forcing myself to be busy and throwing myself into my career and, you know, working 60 hours a week and making my career super important. And then when I wasn't at work, just throwing myself into, well, let's go to this restaurant. Let's go to this club. Let's go do this activity. Let me go do 75 things all the time. I even recognize how much I did this in, in COVID. Like I, I course corrected when the world was shut down by taking classes from grandma in Italy or taking up, um, crocheting with Tyler or, uh, you know, just all of that. I just used it as an opportunity to learn stuff, but I didn't realize at the time what I was doing was just sort of finding yet another way to force myself to be busy. Right. So I didn't have to sit with myself and think. Right. I'd love to hear like with you doing all the life coaching that you do, I'd love to hear your perspective. Why do you think it's so hard for people to um, sit still and be alone with their thoughts? Well, first of all, I think most people don't want to be alone with their thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really something that most people are like, oh, yay, <laughs> you're here. This will be fun. It's not something that people get really excited about is to sit still because as you're moving, you don't have to think. You don't have to think about anything. You just keep moving and working and cleaning and all the things. And you don't have to think about any of that. But most of the time, what ends up happening is you keep go, 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 going. And then your body says, Hey, we're going to shut you down for a minute. And you're going to be forced to think about stuff because I can remember in my younger days, even being sick, I was like, I don't want to be sick. I'm tired of laying here. All these thoughts are coming in my head and I don't like them. They're getting on my nerves. And I think, you know, I think that's, we were taught by our parents and that's what our parents did. So it's what we do, you know? keep yourself busy, keep moving, keep moving, keep going, keep going, keep moving. But after a while, I got burnt out. You know, it's one of the reasons why I tell Kim now, you get one thing a day, (laughs) not five, not 50. You get one event over the weekend, one event a day. Because to me, 
it's not slowing down. It's running from place to place. And that stresses me out now. I did it in Nashville because we did. We went and went and went. And I remember, you know, my family members being like, man, y'all go, go, go all the time. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's. You know, it's been interesting because Donna has sort of put this boundary in our relationship more recently where she has sort of said, hey, look, you know, in order for me to feel good, for me to feel healthy, it's one thing a day. Like, that's it. And we've really even fine-tuned that to only one thing on Saturday, one thing on Sunday. We've really sort of shied away from doing things during the week other than like, you know, watching TV, playing Mario Kart during the week because, you know, Donna's working at, you know, FedEx part-time during the day. And by the time she comes home, she's tired. Uh, And so we, you know, predominantly end up, you know, there's maybe one activity on Friday, depending on what time she gets off, but mostly on Saturday and Sunday. And so for me, then I have to sort of figure out as Susie, the events coordinator, what thing do I want to prioritize? And that is a really interesting exercise because there's only two days a week and, you know, we've, we've now made several friends here. Uh, and then also me getting more comfortable with if we only get to do one thing, if there's things that I want to do, what what do I want to do and what am I willing to do sort of on my own, mm-hmm. right? Which has been its own exploration of, of me finding things that are just good for me and good for my soul. And, um, you know, for example, yesterday there was a giant craft fair up at Seabury, which is a beautiful property. It's a private school up in Macawau, which uh, would be considered like upcountry. It's very green and lush and uh, not a lot of traffic. Well, yesterday there was a lot of traffic for the people trying to get to the freaking craft sale. I couldn't believe how many people wanted to go to a craft sale. They're like, crafts, crafts. I mean, Maui is small, so it was like the thing to do on the island. Um, Plus, I didn't realize how many how many um, uh, acts they were going to have. They had a huge lineup of bagpipe players, and I guess I I did not get to stick around for this because we had uh, company coming over. But uh, I guess at some point Mick Fleetwood was going to come and and do a set and probably bring some of his buddies with him. But uh, but again, I sort of decided I was going to navigate that by myself because you know I had already committed us to meeting a new, uh, a newer couple that we just recently met and inviting them over for lunch. And so I went to, um, the craft fair by myself, but I think the, so my going back to my initial point, I think that because I'd been so busy and since I've been living here and of course, since I left corporate America and I've been figuring out this whole, uh, be, be my own boss thing. I it's really given me the opportunity to take a step back and figure out how do I really want to spend my time? And I've been trying to give myself permission to spend time the way that I want to. And instead of forcing myself where I would do in the past and be like, well, even if you don't want to do this, suck it up, like go do it. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, I'm really trying to give myself permission to, to just live in the moment, live in the day, what do I want to do today? What do I want to accomplish today? And not to say that I've just thrown planning out the window because I haven't. I still live by my calendar. But it's more about, you know, if I really don't feel that artistic feeling inside, like, you know, you know, to, to evolve my business, let's say, 
then I give myself permission. Like, you know what, if it, it just because it doesn't get done today, doesn't mean it's not going to get done. Whereas in the past, I would just force myself to do stuff. I used stuff. to say that to you all the time. Cause right. you were like, there's so much to do. We need to, we need to hose off the, the back and the deck. We need to repaint the deck. And then, and then she would keep going and going. And I was like, it doesn't have to get done today. It's going to get done, but it all doesn't have to be done today. Yeah. And so adopting that mindset, what has sort of transpired is it's given me all this extra time where I'm just sort of sitting on the lanai, contemplating life, um, but like taking naps, taking that, taking some naps. But what's so interesting is like it, it, it it hasn't necessarily with that slowing down and, and sitting in that space, it hasn't all been great because there are moments where I'm sort of sitting and realizing like, you know, I'm, I'm living in paradise and I have a really great life, but that doesn't mean that every second of every day that I feel great. And so there's some of those moments that I'm sitting in the quiet and I'm sitting in paradise and I don't feel fantastic. Right. But sort of honoring that and, and not feeling bad about it. Right. Sure. Because I mean, I've had people that I'm like, meh, I'm okay today. And they're like, you live in freaking Hawaii. It's geography, people. It's geography. It doesn't matter where you go. Yes, there is beauty everywhere. And trust me when I say that I take it all in. But just because we live in Hawaii doesn't mean that everything is perfect. Because it's not. You still bring your own junk with you. And you still have to decipher through it. And it's sometimes even harder here because... Everything is so much at a slower pace. And sitting still with that inside naggy little voice all the time, it's an adjustment. I think one of the things that I watched recently that really helped me tremendously sort of think through this whole concept is um, there's a recent show, and you're going to have to help me with the name of it because you know I'm terrible with this stuff, but it was an Oprah special that was, it was sort of produced by Oprah and Prince Harry. Yeah. And it was really about the depression and anxiety, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you remember the name of the show? Oh, it's The Me You Don't Get to See. Yep. Oh, I did it. Look at that. Good job. The Me You Don't Get to See. And if, if you haven't seen it, if you've ever struggled with depression or anxiety, or if you know someone that does, this is a really, really great show to watch. It's a combination of everyday people they found that have struggled with different mental health issues. There's some celebrities in there. But I think one of the people who sort of captured it best was the segment they did with Lady Gaga. Now, first of all, I have to say that I thought Lady Gaga was so brave in the way that she walked um, she walked through her trauma and like talked about it out loud and the trauma she went through, the way that she dealt with it. Uh, but one of the things that she said that I thought was so poignant, and I guess I just, sometimes I just, I just want to, I, I just want my depression and anxiety to go away. Like I always say, like, if I could just make the depression and anxiety go away, I mean, it's a part of who I am, but it's, it's a part that I try to appreciate, but it's definitely something I've had like a love hate relationship with my entire life. And so she just talked about the fact that, you know, she's struggled with the fact that it never goes away. Like it mm-hmm. never goes away. Somehow, some way you think you've gotten past the trauma. You think you've had all the therapy sessions in the world that you could ever possibly have. You think you've made it past whatever the issue is. And then boom, something 
triggers it. It could be just you're having an emotional day. It could be you're having your period and you're extra emotional that day. Or uh, it could be you watch something on TV. You know, there's been many times when I've watched something and I just start, you know, bawling excessively. And it's, and I know, like, I know when I'm doing it, it's, it's not that I'm reacting to the TV show. I mean, I am known to cry when I watch television a lot, but like, there's been moments where I've actually like, like heave crying and gotten super emotional. And I, I realized like it's a trigger and something about what I've watched somehow, some way ties back to a relationship trauma of experience, childhood trauma, you know, and, and just hearing her talk about the fact that, I mean, the trauma really never goes a hundred percent away. I mean, cause it's always a part of your lived experience. And I think, I think it's, and I think one of the people on that show, I think, um, stated that the trauma is your greatest teacher. Mm-hmm. And that's so well spoken to me. It resonated because there are things with trauma and anxiety and depression that we just think, Oh God, I have to go through this. And I really don't want to go through this, but it can become our greatest teacher. Yeah. I think too, um, you know, giving, giving yourself, I talk a lot about giving yourself grace and mercy, you know, however you're feeling, whatever kind of day you're having. Um, I know, I mean, I think I can talk about this out loud. Um, like I know recently, one of the things that you said you were experiencing was you were feeling a little bit, um, of imposter syndrome because, you know, you're a life coach, you're a Ricky healer, breathwork yep. coach. And, yep. um, you know, the last week or so you've been struggling with meditation yep. and like really getting into it. Um, I'd love, for, I mean, I'd love for you just to share a little bit about what that's been like for you and, and, and what you're doing about it. Absolutely. There was one day, maybe a couple of weeks ago that I, I don't know what was wrong with me, but I was so angry and I had no idea what I was angry about. And I tried everything under the sun to try to alleviate this anger because I was like, I don't know what it is and I don't know where it came from. And, and so I did everything. I pulled out my toolkit and started going through that. And I did breath works. I tried to meditate, but I was just so angry and annoyed that I couldn't focus on it. And I finally just said, you know what? Stop. Let's just sit with this and let's see what happens. You know, I even went to work and I was like, I, I'm not having that great of a day. So just be patient with me. And they were like, no, no worries. But me just kind of leaning into it helped instead of me trying to get rid of it, which is what I was trying to do. Cause I was like, you're wasting your day on being angry and agitated, you know, all the things that we tell ourselves. But at the same time, this day was my lesson mm-hmm. because it's not, it's not for me to get rid of. It's for me to work through it. And that's what I had to do. I had to step up instead of being like, no, I don't want to be in a bad mood. I'm supposed to be in a good mood. You know, all these things that all these excuses that I could say, finally, I was just like, okay, I'm leaning into this. And I even warned Kim, like, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know where it came from. And then it, it turned into a bout of depression. And she was like, do you know why 
No, I don't. I don't know what it is, but I recognize it. And it's not something that I went and crawled in a ball, but it's something that I just had to sit with for several days and recognize exactly what it was. It's not easy and it's not fun, but it's something that I knew that I had to do. And that's why it became my greatest lesson. And and then because that's what happens, it brings on this other side of you're a life coach, you're a you know, breathworks coach, you're a Reiki healer, get your life together. <laughs> That's the voice I hear in my head. Get your life together. Yeah. Cause all of us so have our lives together. Yeah. Right? Like we just think there's a standard we're supposed to all live up to, you know, or we all have our shit together and yeah. that's just like who ha- who actually really has their shit together all the time no one right nope nope none of us there's there's so many experts but guess what they're human beings and they go through the same things that we all do you know nobody gets it right and and nobody does it perfectly and i think that's one of the things that i've started to learn is it's not about perfection you know you're going to fall you're going to get back up you, you may fall again, but you're going to get back up and you're going to keep moving and you're going to keep learning. And that's just it. And I tell my clients this all the time. I don't have this all figured out because if I had it figured out, I wouldn't be here and be like, okay, you're done. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, I think a lot of it is just having the right tools in your toolkit because like you you know, the moment's going to come like that. That's life, right? Like you're going to have days where you're happy. You're going to have days where you're sad, days where you're angry. Um, and it's just sort of having the tools in your toolkit and knowing that, you you know, you're going to get past it. But I think like part of the lesson for me is that in the past, I would just stuff it down, which is what I think a lot of us do is just stuff it down. Like, I don't have time for this. Like, I don't, I don't have time for this bullshit. Like I got shit to do. I got to go to work. I got to take care of, you know, pets. I got to, you know, work with you and do stuff with you. And I don't have time for this. Um, and then like sort of vilifying yourself when you have those feelings of being tired, being depressed, being filled with anxiety. And, you know, you're telling yourself all that like garbage about like, well, you know, I've got this great life and I've got all this stuff going for me. Why do I feel this way? Uh, but I think it's, you know, part of it's just giving yourself permission you know, some days it's like you said, I, I don't know why I wake up one day and I feel freaking great and I feel so blessed and I feel so grateful. And, you know, I look at the ocean and the sun and our pets and you and I feel euphoric and I'm like, oh my God, like how the hell did I end up here? Like, how did I get this life? This is incredible. And then, you know, it could be the next day I wake up and I'm out on the lanai looking at the ocean thinking to myself, like, if I have to wake up one more time, if I have to do this one more day, I don't know that I have the strength and courage to do this anymore. Yeah. Within the span of 24 hours. Yeah. I know. (laughs) And I really, I mean, that is sort of the human experience, but I think that, you know, our culture is one that we reward busyness. It's especially for women and not, I mean, nothing against the men, but it's almost like a crowning achievement for women, right? Like how much shit can I get done on my list today? And I can take care of my parents and I can take care of my kids and I can have a job and I clean the house. And it's like, it's all of this responsibility that we tell ourselves is ours. It's our burden to carry. And, And no one told us it was our burden. We just made it our own. 
Let's do a nod towards the males too, because the males have a lot on them as well, because they were taught to be strong, not to be depressed or weak or cry. They're supposed to be the strong ones that hold everybody else up. And I think there needs to be a nod to that because I think that a lot of men are starting to learn a little bit that, you know, this is really tough and this is tougher than I thought this would be. And it's okay to be vulnerable. You know, when you need to be, it's okay to be vulnerable as long as you feel safe. And so I think that the men are also going through these things that, that are just as uncomfortable for them, you know, because it's not what they were taught to do. Absolutely. And you know what, you bring up a really good point. One of the, one of the people that's um, part of this special, the, you know, the me that you don't see, one of them highlights um, someone who is, he's a chef by sort of trade and he talks about his depression and anxiety. He happens to be, um, a black man. And, you know, he talks a little bit about, you know, what it's like to be a black man and to walk through having depression and anxiety. And, um, this is something Zarita, my good friend Zarita, who I do a lot of diversity, equity, and inclusion work with, she and I talk about a lot as well around how much sort of what a stigma mental health is in the black community. Mm -hmm. And so both being black and being a man, there's so many people that just won't even, they just won't even address it. Like I'm not going to a doctor. I'm not like, I'm I'm not crazy. People are going to tell me I'm crazy. And uh, like, that's like, it's a sign. You're right. It's a sign of weakness in, in men. And then again, no one's a monolith. And so when you start to look at um, different dimensions of who someone is and, and what their lived experience is, it can further influence sort of the, the stigma they may experience around mental health and yeah. like, like it's not okay to get help for that, which right. we know, I mean, we know it absolutely is okay and you, you should get help for that, but there's just still a lot of, while we're making a lot of headway around, um, you know, uh, destigmatizing mental health, we still have a really long way to go. Absolutely. So I hope that this conversation has been, um, refreshing for you to hear. Like if you have struggled with depression and anxiety, we certainly encourage you if you haven't already to get the help that you need. There's tons of resources out there. And of course, if you need resources, we're happy to connect you. But I just hope this has been refreshing because the, the main thing that I wanted to share was you can have everything right in your life. Everything can be good. And you can be very, very, very grateful for your life. And still struggle with peace and with contentment and with happiness. Absolutely. In fact, um, one of my friends this week asked me, but, and it was just sort of a thing she was doing. And she asked me like, are you happy? And I didn't answer, answer the question for like three hours because it's such a hard question for me to answer. It's probably one of my least favorite questions is, is, is are you happy? Like what the hell is happiness actually? <laughs> it depends on the day. It depends on the day. Like what is actually happiness? Right. And so I just hope in some small way that this conversation in, has been empowering to you. If you do struggle with depression and anxiety, or if you experience sort of that imposter syndrome, or if you're grateful, but there's moments when you just sit with your life and you just feel depressed or anxiety ridden or not happy, not content. Um, or if you're being really busy with your time, if you're keeping yourself busy with your time, maybe this will serve as an encouragement to slow down a little bit. So we love you, tribe. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And until next time, keep healing and hustling. Woohoo!
Thank you so much for listening today. Check us out at DonnaHeels.com and TateOfMindConsulting.com. If you love this episode, be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and give us a review. Until next time, keep healing and hustling.